1: Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: Sadly, no, those were not the firing squads or the Patriots militia putting us out of our misery. That was the introductory music to Six Rings and Football Things, a presentation of WEIFM Odyssey and 2400 Sports. I I warned producer Justin Turpin, the Terp, as well as co-host Andy Jumbo Hart in advance. I was in one of those moods, and I got to tell you, a lot of it has to do with the way things have gone with the New England Patriots, and especially the result, and not just the result or the review, but the re-review of Sunday's absolute head-scratching debacle in the desert, the debacle in the desert, the Las Vegas game, the Sin City shaka. That was Patriots 24 rate is 30. Hello again, everyone. It's uh, Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart here on six rings. And we are taking one last look at the loss to the Raiders. The stunning. I don't even know how. I don't even know what to call uh, extended play. um, uh, Last effort, last gasp, whatever it was, Jacoby Myers and Ramondre Stevenson tried to effort when the Patriots were tied and could and should have gone to overtime in a game they easily could have won, yet at the same time played ever so poorly in. Then we're going to take a quick look at the relationship between the quarterback and the head coach and the direction it's currently headed. Spoiler alert, it's not in the right direction. And then we'll tidy things up with a little Pats Spurri. Andy, you and I were both on the radio this week together. Then you've done more transit. You've done more terrestrial radio television, internet, you name it. I've gone back and watched plays. I have thought about this game every single minute, practically since I flew home. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. What an awful, like the Patriots did not, even though they were tied at the end of that game and had a chance and should have gone to overtime, the Patriots did not play well enough to win that football game. And at this point in the season, if this is the best effort the Patriots can put forth against a team that is basically in turnaround and was inviting them to win or at least hand them their fifth double-digit defeat coming out of halftime, then what hope is there? What hope is there for the Patriots to turn things around, give us some good efforts, or God forbid, win a couple more games? Oh, you mean you don't
1: feel good about things heading into the toughest stretch of your schedule all year when you're playing your worst football all year? You don't don't feel good about that? That's not a good combo heading toward Christmas? Um, Okay, so a couple things. They did play well enough to win, in my opinion. They didn't deserve to win, and those are two different things. The only reason they played well enough to win – Mm-hmm. It's because the Raiders are an embarrassment
2: too. The Raiders are a debacle too. Penalty maybe I'm focusing too much on the offense. That's disparaging of the Patriots defense. I I I agree with that. I apologize. The Patriots run defense turned it
1: around in the second half. Kyle Duggar made a play that gave them life, that gave mm-hmm. them the opportunity to let the Raiders do what they do. Like there were they could have won that football game. I don't know for sure they would have if they had, you know, avoided the most embarrassing play in recent football memory. Worst since their embarrassing play in Miami, Miami, four years ago. (laughs) Um, But I, I still so you've watched a lot, read a lot, the whole thing. I still need to get back to one one last time. I need, mm-hmm. to, need to ask it. I'm sorry. Yes. I need to ask it because mm-hmm. I've heard different things. I've heard Mac talk. I've heard Bill talk, and we've sort of, you know, altered the perspective on things, and Bill didn't mean to say that he has a Linguini-armed quarterback, right? Like he cuts off that idea, even mm-hmm. though Mac says, yes, I could have reached the end zone. Yes, I can throw that, but whatever, all those different things. I have a simple question that no one has answered for me yet. Why didn't they take a knee? Like, I, I, I don't, it, it, because I hear Ramondre Stevenson and I hear others say, yeah, we wanted to get a few yards and then get down.
2: Well, For what? There? To kick a field goal with no time left? And that means the entire team was situ- right. situationally unaware of how much time they had left on the clock. Or, or, or,
1: bear with me here. They had like a prop bet on Ramondre Stevens over for rushing yards or something sure. like what, why,
2: why did we need a few extra yards before we got that? Like I'm being sarcastic, but I'm also. No, being de- no, you're being honest. No, you're being like, you're asking a question that it merits merits asking at this point. If you knew you weren't going to throw the Hail Mary. And right. I completely disagree with Bill Belichick that Mac Jones with a running start, can't throw the ball in warm climate controlled dome situation.
1: Okay, so let's touch on that quick before we move on. I actually don't think, even though it came out as a direct shot at Mac,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm actually not sure it was. I think it may have been a more direct shot at, we can't drop back and throw the ball that far and protect Mac long enough from Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. I do think that's a factor here, the way they've played, the way he's been under pressure at various points throughout the season. Mm -hmm. There have been recent... Oh, he's about to throw the ball, and he gets hit, and the ball just flutters through. The there air. was one of the. There was
2: one of those actually Sunday afternoon yeah, out of bounds. You got lucky. Yeah. So
1: I think too far is a too far to protect because not only do you have to throw the ball fifty five yards, your guys, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Thornton, whoever mm-hmm. is out there, I got have all. the opportunity to run fifty five yards. So they mm-hmm. need that for five seconds, and and I think that was part of it. That was taken into consideration, but that's fine. Okay. So, so you don't feel comfortable in that situation. Okay, great. You know what I think we should do? Like Max said on the uh, Merloni, Fourier and Mego program, just get to overtime. And one of his answers, he said, our plan, Mm -hmm. we just need to get to overtime. The best way to just get to overtime. You've done it a million times. Snap, knee, snap, knee. Okay. Let's go to the middle of the field. Coin toss. Woohoo. Yippee. We might win. We have a chance. We're not losing. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: No. I don't get it. I, 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 still, I still do not understand the call on the final play. I, d- I don't. And who and, called it. Uh, probably Matt Patricia. Okay, but who's listening? Uh, supposedly the offense. Turns out nobody. Well, Bill, Bill Belichick as well. Like. And Bill Belichick. Oh, listening. Yes, when the play call is whistled to in. To Correct.
1: Say, whoa, whoa, whoa! What the f are you doing, Matt? Take a knee. Why would we? Why would we run a draw, Matt? Nothing. Nothing good can come from a draw, Matt.
2: So. He I goes don't. forty yards. The worst thing that could, the actually the worst thing that could have happened on the play is Jacoby Myers losing his mind, running backwards fifteen yards, throwing a twenty-five yard diagonal lateral, Chandler Jones intercepting it, face planting Mac and running into the end zone to end the game. That is the yeah, ass- that absolute like worse, 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 worst, 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 worst case scenario, uh, and it happened. And it, with infinitesimal, infinitesimal, uh, you know, percentages of that actually happening on that play, and it did. But before that, the worst thing that could have happened would have been Ramondre Stevenson getting 40 yards on the draw and then suddenly thinking, hey, there's a chance maybe we could make a play on this. Maybe we can catch them off guard. Maybe there's a way we could do the band is on the field. Maybe we can create our own Miami miracle. But that was never discussed. And if it was never discussed and they lacked that situational awareness and they hadn't practiced it, how many times do you think Bill Belichick, a Bill Belichick coach team, regardless of who is the offensive play caller, ever does something improvisational like that, that they haven't simmed, run, ran, practiced, or discussed? Uh, Well, we've been led... Supposedly, never. Never.
1: Yes. Now, I mean, I don't know how you can't at least look at the current era differently now, based on Mm -hmm. the way that played out, based on the confusion, the uncertainty, the poor play call, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to look differently at the way this football team is prepared. You can't pretend this is like pink stripes ernie adams bill belichick this team knows exactly what's coming and they're always ready for it nope this is this is a different era so i i still find it inexplicable and it, it's not even the i find it more explicable mm-hmm. that ramondre receipt stevenson in the heat of the moment now 15 20 yards downfield gets caught up in the moment and tosses it and mm-hmm. then Jacoby Myers, who didn't expect to get the ball, is thinking, oh, I don't know what to do with this. And I gotta out. keep
2: this play alive. Who's right. the first available offensive patriot who can make a play? There's our super slow, not athletic
1: quarterback. Right. Like as soon as because you you think you doubt yourself in the moment, right? Like, wait, did I miss something? Were we supposed to toss this to me? Ramondre seems like he knows what he's doing. Now I have the ball. The only like that is all more explainable. The not taking a a knee part to me is the most inexplicable aspect of this whole ugly situation. You call
2: like a, like a pull a Boise State, throw the it now, Mac Jones can definitely throw a Jared Zabransky. I think it was Zabrisky, Zabransky, whatever his name was, a 20, 25 yarder down the field, right? You throw, you throw a 20 yard dart to like Aguilar, let's say. And then you have Thornton, and this is something. You should have practiced. Maybe you've got somebody who's got wheels who can burn like Thornton coming across the field from behind him, Aguilar laterals to him. If he catches it and can go someplace, now there is still a high, you know, a, I won't say high, but there's a degree of risk on a play like that, where the lateral could get intercepted, where the lateral could get not from someone's hand. So it's a risky play. Right. Or the first pass itself. Max still, if he doesn't see anything can throw it away. And that's the end of regulation. We'll take it to overtime. Slater, make you sure you call heads, and then Thornton takes it, and perhaps he could score. Okay, great. You, that's still at least something you could have practiced, prepared, and rehearsed. For everything to just go complete chaos, fall of Kabul, like just like the city's on fire, like Romandre Stevenson and Jacoby Myers, and ultimately Mac Jones got dragged into. To me, like that that picture of Mac that like everyone was passing around that was viral on Twitter Sunday night. I think it was like the photo from the athletics article on the game of him sitting there on his ass, hands on his knees as all the Raiders out of focus were celebrating in the end zone. Yeah. That and or the one of Chandler Jones, just planting Mac into the field turf. Those are the two enduring images in my mind that not only just sort of sum up the frustration and futility of the end of that game, but this season on the whole, like that's like show me in one photo what you think of this Patriots season, and I would pick one of those two. And I would say,
1: remove Bill Belichick from the equation. Let's just pretend Bill Belichick does not exist on the Patriots' sideline. Mm-hmm. This is something whoever whoever the person that's now the head coach is, mm-hmm. you don't recover from, I would argue. I think the national conversation would be, insert name. What, what, mm-hmm. what was the guy's name on Madden, that Bill's name? It's uh, whatever. You know, let's fit, Nick Fitzy Stevens is the head sure. coach. Mm -hmm. he's done in New England. You don't recover from this. That's the type of loss and debacle and image, as you said, lasting Mm -hmm. image that you can't recover from. How can your team trust you? How can your players trust you? How can your owner trust you? How can your fans trust? Oh, but it's Bill Belichick, so he has the cachet of 20 years, six Super Bowl rings, all of that. But just imagine if this were anyone else. Let's just imagine this was the Detroit Lions under the leadership of Matt Patricia, and this, this exact situation unfolded.
2: They'd be saying he's done.
1: This man will never coach again. He's gone.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if he was canned the day after. He doesn't make it through the season. But how the Rex Ryan, was Rex Ryan the coach during the butt fumble? Mm, Yeah. Mm, Yeah. I believe so. Was he? I think I'm actually going to NY Jets. I'll Google it. you know what? Everyone listening is like, that sounds fascinating. Uh, Rex Ryan was indeed the coach during the butt fumble. Yeah, but he he didn't do anything wrong. No, he didn't do it. No, his quarterback did. Right. This His guy, the Sanchez, the did. And, but actually no. now uh, thank you audience for listening uh, for those few seconds while we Googled, but act, the funny thing is, Andy, you bring up a play that is burned into the minds of people in perpetuity and Mark Sanchez has never, never recovered personally. Now he's got a nice broadcasting career, but as a player on the field, he never recovered after the butt fumble. He played more right. after that, but. Pretty much in most people's minds, Mark Sanchez's career ended after the butt fumble. That was God, his that Howard Dean moment. I hope that doesn't happen to Jacoby Myers because I really like him. I, it won't happen to Jacoby Myers. I feel terror. I just think about like to, of all the guys for it to happen to as well. Right. Now, there are some who say like, hey, it's OK because it is Jacoby. Everyone says he's such a stand up guy. He, he is. stood by his locker. He owned the moment. He's a great guy. Reliable. Max says he's one of the best teammates he's ever had. He's far from bulletproof, metaphorically speaking, but at the same time, I guess he's Teflon enough to be able to handle it, and he's done everything right so far. So far, yeah. I just Every- think the
1: coach would be done, absolutely done, and you'll never hear people saying Bill should be done because he's Bill
2: because he's the goat. At least not I, immediately. I, people, I, you, you won't. I see. I disagree. I don't, I'm not saying that it's time to call for his head, but what you'll you never, saying? never. He, you, but. You said you'll never hear people blaming Bill or people calling this week, for Bill's I mean, head. This week. Oh, this week? No. Because
1: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, in any other place with almost any other coach, they'd be calling for his head. That
2: you, I don't that, know. You and I took a number of calls on the radio live uh, Monday morning where people were pretty unhappy about Bill Belichick. Yeah, I haven't
1: heard, and, and I think that's also in totality with the Matt Patricia decision, mm-hmm. but it, we're definitely getting closer. And we should be, by the way, yes, because we're getting further from success and we're mm-hmm. getting closer to debacle. And, you know, there's something to talk about the rest of the way as we bridge the gap between Las Vegas and Cincinnati Christmas Eve, Gillette Stadium, Joe Burrow. I believe they can clinch a playoff spot or they're whatever. Like they are they're trending in the right direction. The Bengals mm-hmm. and like, is there a chance this team just loses out just just folds tent and goes home after this and I think there is because I I actually think they looked in the first half like a team that was like on the precipice of checking out and discombobulated and no belief in itself and losing fight because Mm -hmm. of the circumstances I mean and then it was the Kyle Duggar play that woke them back up right and I know and you know it helped that you were playing the Raiders (laughs) right if you were playing a real team it might have been different um and I know Mac Jones and Matthew Slater and Lawrence Guy and the captains have all said, nope, this team, these men in this locker room won't fold. But again, they're still human beings. They are not robots. They're coming off the, one of the more embarrassing losses, mostly uniquely bar- embarrassing loss in the history of football. Yeah, and not just franchise history, like NFL no, football. All of football. And the toughest part of their schedule is on the horizon. And I would also add in, they've been working for, so they're seven and seven by week, 15 weeks plus the preseason. Mm -hmm. They've been working through the same problems and the same issues. And those are still the same problems and the same issues. At some point that wears on you and you're just done. You're, you're, you're broken. You're toast. Is there a chance that this team is toast and they just lose
2: out? Oh, there's, it's on the table. And it's not just like, you know, this can go one of four ways. Three and a, well, uh, yeah, sure, you could tie a bunch of them too, but for logic's sake, you could go on a Twitter poll three and oh, two and one, one and two, or oh and three. Oh and three is officially on the table. I would put oh and three as the most likely because forget even what's happening. You're playing three playoff teams, Andy, and two of them you can't beat. You can't win, Rock. <laughs> you can't beat the Bills. You can't win. You okay. haven't beat the Patriots under Bill Belichick, have never beat Tua Tonga They Cannot beat Josh at the a fully reconfigured, reloaded, and playoff hungry Josh Allen. Who now, as things line up with the Chiefs' remaining schedule, with Miami's remaining schedule, and Buffalo's remaining schedule, likely will be playing for something on January 8th, and that'll be icing the first spot in giving themselves a week off to make more snow, snowballs that they can stand up next to their Miller lights and throw against whoever their playoff opponent is side note real quick. that Saturday. We didn't talk about this enough on our Monday radio show, that freaking Saturday night game. Hey, guess what? Tua McDaniel, Tyreek Waddle. They're not going to roll over in the ice cold. They actually can play in the snow in the cold. That was a very impressive effort by them. Number one. And number two, thank God for that game because that was a really entertaining football game. A well played, entertaining football game. I was
1: going to say the Raiders Patriots was kind of entertaining.
2: It was, but in Just like in the worst way. <laughs> yes, but one of them was like watching a really good movie that might get a couple of like at least Golden Globe, if not Oscar, nods, and the other was like trash fire reality TV. Absolutely. But- each it's like one 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 was a bag of beef jerky, the other was beef Wellington. Each yeah. each delicious. I like one a little jerky. saltier. I like them both. I celebrate the whole beef catalog. Believe me, I will and not turn actually. down either any different at any it. given time. But you know,, uh, and it was a great sports weekend overall too, with the World Cup, some other great NFL games, the biggest comeback in NFL history. but and the, and now perhaps one of the most shocking endings in NFL history. I just I, whatever part of me is still, whatever fan part of me is still like not dead that I didn't just leave burnt to a crisp in the stands or shocked to death in the desert. When I was riding into that game on such a high, after such an awesome turnout by Patriots fans all over the world, only for all of us to watch that uniquely embarrassing and that authentically original and awful an ending to a football game. I don't have much hope for the rest of the season, and I'm not rooting for them to lose out, but I'll tell you straight up, like finding hope right now, I would have to synthesize it at best.
1: 48,722. You take the over or the under for the attendance at Gillette Stadium on Christmas Eve? You I'm mean, not. Sh- why only forty-eight thousand? That's just the number I'm setting I don't know. I oh, think, okay. I think uh, I-, I take the I take the over, but it's not a sellout. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of empty seats, and God forbid. Oh, because go- it's going
2: to be it's going to be twenty degrees with a real feel of about zero. Your team sucks.
1: I think there might be some people Ugh. that just go because I have the tickets and Joe Burrow's pretty cool and I want to see them. And then when it's 21, nothing, you could see an empty stadium in the second half.
2: But why would see the defense see the defense is the defense wants to play for pride. The defense wants yeah. to get this team's spine back. And, what Darren back Waller place. did to Adrian Phillips. Yeah, He did also trip on Jawan Bentley a little bit. Like there was a little bit of a cross cross Patriot stumble on that play as well. That wasn't just a complete eating of the lunch. No, I know. I think
1: it's more embarrassing that you're tripping over a teammate <laughs> trying to cover somebody. <laughs> I actually think you're making my McCordy no, was so mad after the
2: play. And,
1: I mean, that's a little bit like early in the year when you have your missed tackle between Bentley and, and Duggar to start the year on the big play in Miami. Like, I'm not sure the defense has enough left to muster up just effort after effort after effort when they know our offense can be on the one-yard line and they're probably not going to score a touchdown. <laughs>
2: That like like we like we said yesterday only the new england patriots could have first and goal with the one score two touchdowns and have neither of them count right. i mean that is truly that is tr- it's astonishing some of the ineptitudes some of the mistakes some of the discombobulations of this team are like legendary, like there may have to be a small wing. Maybe it won't be at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Maybe like if the bathrooms were under construction and they had some porta-potties outside the Pro Football Hall of Fame, maybe they can build a little (laughs) wing or a cardboard hut or a temporary display outside where it belongs to just think of all the things that have happened to this team. And then you add in the Keelan Cole touchdown, non-touchdown into it and some of the other things that happen. And it tragically all makes sense. I'd like to ask you this before we move on to the next segment. What so they so the somehow they were still in that game, even though they really kind of didn't deserve to be or didn't play well enough in large part to be in that game. What aspect of this Patriots team gives you hope or is even worth tuning in for the rest of the season? Uh
1: certainly Ramondre Stevenson. Even though people, I know he was involved in the final play, but he rushed for 170 I'm, yards and he's really good. I'm a little mad at him right now. Like, I, like You can be a little mad at him, but you can't hate him. Andre, Andre, you know what you did. Right. And he's going to do, so the, the running game of Ramondre Stevenson. Okay. And Josh Uche. I want to see Josh Uche pass Matthew Judon. That's my sneaky little, I don't even know if that's like a guy. I, I want to see him pass Matthew Judon for sacks. I want to see Josh Uche finish with like 17
2: sacks. And, and it's happening again, Andy. It is happening again. The second half swoon for Matthew. Like this this is now like, this isn't like, oh my, I can't. Oh, this is weird. It's happening again. Like, are we now supposed to believe that this is how this goes? Uh, so ferocious, should. ferocious first half and then maybe he can only play 13
1: games and you need to pick which 13 you want. <laughs> and if you leave the last 4 as the last 4, well, you're in trouble. A little um, bit of a
2: disappearing act.
1: But no, there's there's not a lot to be overly excited about with this team. Like that's just the harsh reality of life in New England right now. Like they're ugly. They're not fun because I I keep going but like Taquan Thornton hasn't played well. He's a guy you should be like, okay, let's get Tyquan Thornton going down the stretch, build momentum in next year. He's looked terrible. Um, I don't know. Other than other mm-hmm. than Stevenson, Uche, maybe a Jack Jones, if you can get him back on the field, like a Jack Jones pick six to ignite a little life into that. Or,
2: Yay. Your quarterback, your second-year quarterback, that, who was in the Rookie of the Year conversation last year, went 13 for 31 against <laughs> a lower-tier NFL defense for 112 yards, no touchdowns.
1: 3.6 yards per attempt. It's not even Q-tier good if you're Of running-
2: the number of the quarterback that used to run this team and ran the league for two decades. Un-effing real. And it's also un-effing real how great you guys have been all season long and how many of you have joined us on this odd, strange, and memorable journey here on the Six Rings Podcast. Thanks for the ratings, for the reviews, the subscriptions, the recommendations, and, of course, the follows at Six Rings Pod across all the socials.